back to gaming raid. So we had that Pokemon Direct yesterday, which was pretty good. There are a few things that we need to go over on that. And is Alienware trying to get into the handheld gaming industry? They came to CES on Monday with what looks to be a promising system. And WB Montreal is teasing yet another crest for the next Batman game. As always, if you guys like this podcast, make sure you follow me on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm, so you can stay up to date with all the latest gaming news. You can also find me on Twitter at GamingNordMedia and Mixer at GamingNord as I stream three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's start with what seems to be a new Lord of the Rings game franchise in the works, Dialect Entertainment developer for Daphonia, AER, Memories of Old, and State of Mind has reaffirmed that its action-adventure game, The Lord of the Rings Gollum, will be coming to the next-gen consoles, including PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, alongside PC in 2021. This game was originally announced back in early 2019 and since then has been out of the media until now. In a recent interview with Edge Magazine, art director Matthias Fisher said that the dialect team has has set out to invent its version of the main character rather than following the look given to them in Peter Jackson's movies. Senior producer Kai Fibbig adds to this that Dialect doesn't want to displease the folks who have only seen the movies, but in short, he doesn't look like Andy Serkis. The game will reportedly take on Gollum as you play him as he's deep into his corruption by the One Ring. He conveys a different set of emotions than those who've seen the films, so that he's more sympathetic and relatable You should expect stealth gameplay, a dual personality mechanic, and huge levels. The Lord of the Rings Gollum will also feature Nazgul. Although it won't be the ones from the films, the team goes on to compare them to the drummer and bass player of the game. And finally, the game is said to be roughly 20 plus hours long, and that dialect has a long-running contract with WB, which means the studio is aiming to do two or three games set in Middle-earth, each game focusing around a new character. And while we're on the subject of WB and upcoming titles, they have put out yet another tease for what seems to be the next Batman game. Let me tell you, I am so tired of seeing these small teases. It's like, just show us the game already, or at least give us an official teaser. You know, we thought that there was going to be a mention of it at the Game Awards in 2019 or the last state of play, but nothing. Anyways, WB Montreal released another picture of a crest on Twitter with the slogan reading, Capture the Night. You can also check it out in the links below. Now that we got the quick news out of the way, let's jump into the headliners of the week. As you may or may not know, CES was this week, starting on Monday, January 6th, and it lasted all the way to January 10th, and some pretty cool announcements came out of the event, one of which was a handheld system that can play your SNES games and Sega Genesis games. Check this out. 
retro gaming experts known as My Arcade, the same people who created the Retro Champ and Pixel Classic, are back at it again with the Super Retro Champ. This 7-inch display handheld console can play your Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis games anywhere any time. The Super Retro Champ is a hybrid system that can act as a handheld device as well as a console. There is a kickstand, so when you want to connect to your TV via HDMI port, you can do that too. When the console is in hand, it's very large. Some would say too large, but that's because the technology behind it also needs to house two old school cartridges, which as we know, isn't small. It does feature an ABXY buttons on the right, along with your start select button, a speaker grill, and a light to dedicate if player two has connected their controller. On the left side of the system, you have a D-pad, a reset button, and again, a controller light and speaker. On the back of the Super Retro Champ, you also have two cartridge ports that take up most of the space, and being the reason why this system is so large, two shoulder buttons, volume button, and your controller ports. For all the hackers out there, you'll be sad to know that there's no memory card slot, no onboard memory, and no USB port, so you can't upload your own ROMs. You'll simply need to save your states onto the cartridge themselves. That's if you have cartridges, that is. My arcade says that you can get up to five hours on a single charge and you'll have the ability to upscale your games to 16 by nine when connected to your TV. The device will set you back $110 and will be released later in 2020. For more information, head on over to my Twitter page as I have all the photos of the Super Retro Champ available at your own disposal. Now, another cool handheld was also announced at CES this year, but unfortunately, it's still in concept phase, and there's no word on if it's even coming out, and that is the Alienware Concept UFO. That is right. Alienware is trying to get into the handheld gaming industry, and I, for one, am super, super pumped for this. Let's go through it. Concept UFO is a portable device with two controllers similar to Nintendo's Joy-Cons and can play your Steam, Origin, and Epic games on the go. The system is currently running exclusively on the Intel 10th Gen processor, although Dell wouldn't confirm which specific chips they were using. So it could change to the new AMD Ryzen CPU at any time. Again, this is simply a concept. So what they showed on the show floor at CES is will most likely be different. As it stands, the concept UFO has an 8-inch screen, which is notably larger than the 6.2-inch screen on the Nintendo Switch. Dell representatives have said that they were working on a 10-inch screen for this thing. So it is a massive, massive handheld device. The controllers can detach from the side and be used as a full controller when attached to a separate bridge device that looks like the caddy that you get with your Switch. 
The two separate controllers can be attached through a magnetic system, whilst the switch is currently using a rail system. The Concept UFO also has a sizable kickstand, so you can prop it up on the table and connect it to your monitor via USB-C when you want to big screen game. I will tell you that the kickstand is so much better and it looks like it would definitely support this system through little bumps or big bumps, unlike the Nintendo Switch where just by the smallest little bump, it will fall over. It's received some good feedback from the attendees at CES as the system does run games like Mortal Kombat 11 and Rocket League very smooth. However, people do say it does get very hot after a while and you can hear the fans pretty loud from startup. They however later on did mention that the games would run at 1080p. No confirmation on if it's going to be a steady 30 frames or 60 frames but by the way the system looks I can tell you it will most likely be 30 frames. I'm pretty stoked about it if even if it does run at 1080 30 frames I'm perfectly fine with it as long as I'm able to play my Steam games on the go. But do keep in mind that this is a concept and there's no official word if it's coming out or what would the price be. But rest assured, when it does release to the public, it definitely won't be a $300 system. As we know, Alienware is very expensive and the fact that this is supposedly going to be running games at 1080, it's going to have a sizable CPU as well as a graphics card. From what I've researched, if I had to put a price on it, I will bet you the base model will probably be $800 and they might have other, um, other models with bigger hard drive space, which could possibly go up to the 1500. I'm pretty sure this is definitely going to be a home run for them. Uh, because right now Nintendo has set the bar high and, uh, and this thing definitely looks a lot like a switch. So Hopefully we see something in the next year or two, but the minute that pre-order goes up, I'm already there. In our last bit of headlining news, yesterday on Thursday, January 9th, we had a 20-minute Pokemon Direct that was surprisingly good. We got a trailer for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX, which is a remake of the 2006 roguelike game in which players take on the role of a human that has been transformed into a Pokemon. This remake will turn the two Game Boy Advance games Blue Rescue Team and Red Rescue Team into one massive experience. Like those original games, players must take a personality test at the start of the adventure to determine the type of Pokemon they will become. Both the player's form and their partner Pokemon are chosen from a pool of 16 creatures. You can check out the demo now on the Nintendo eShop and you won't have to wait that much longer for the release as the game is scheduled to be released on March 6, 2020. We also got a look at the expansion pass for both Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, the Isle of Armor, and the Crown Tundra. The expansions will add another 200 Pokemon to the Sword and Shield world, including three new legendary Pokemon. These additions will fill the gap of Pokemon that missed the cut in the original Sword and Shield releases. The Isle of Armor will be accessible from within the main game and will contain multiple habits like beaches, caves, and forests. 
Whereas the Crown Tundra is a wintry area that will feature Pokemon dens and several areas to explore. Not much to go off of for the Crown Tundra DLC, but you can check out the trailer in the link below. The Isle of Armor will arrive first with the Pokemon Company targeting the end of June for release. There is no fixed date for the release of the Crown Tundra yet either with the Pokemon Company working towards this fall. You can pick up either Expansion Pass for Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Shield right now on the Nintendo eShop for $30 each. Each pass comes with both the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. The only difference is the Pokemon that is in each game. We also saw the first glimpse of Pokemon Home, which like most of us had already figured it out, but would be a paid service. And it seems like you'll need this service to transfer Pokemon between systems if you have multiple systems. More information will be revealed in February, so make sure you follow me on Twitter at GamingNormMedia to get all the latest on Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. And in our last bit of news, if you were one of the thousands of people who downloaded the original Doom and Doom 2 re-releases last year when they released on all platforms, you'll be happy to know that Bethesda has released an update for both games. The patch notes that all players can have the ability now to quick save while paused in Doom or Doom 2. By doing this, all you have to do is simply press R if you're on the Switch, R1 if you're on the PlayStation 4, or RB if you're on the Xbox One to save your current position. Should you need to load up that spot again during play, just head back to the pause screen and press L if you're on the Nintendo Switch, L1 if you're on the PlayStation 4, and LB if you're on the Xbox One. There are also additional add-ons like the Romero Game Sigil, a quick weapon select feature, improved level select function, added aspect ratio and brightness options, a new split screen hub, and for the first time, the game runs at 60 frames per second from its original locked 35 frames per second. So now the game runs even smoother like butter. So if you're a Doom fan, if you're a Bethesda fan, this is absolutely amazing news and you can download the patch right now on all platforms. That will do it for here on the Gaming Raid Podcast. Thanks to everyone for listening, as I much appreciate it. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at GamingNordMedia, and most importantly, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. It would help us out if you did. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Have a great weekend.